lots and lots of Republicans voted for me in the Senate to substitute its judgment for the people in picking a president. They are ready for someone to take the reins. We need more engagement in this public discourse and not less. Just listen. I think that's what I need to do is just really listen. What's up, Tennessee? Welcome to TriStar Talk. I'm Jeff Patterson, here to give you the latest on politics in the TriStar state. If you haven't done so, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TriStar Talk. The coronavirus is still spreading rapidly in Tennessee. We have not managed to flatten the curve. And according to the CDC guidelines, we should not be reopening at this time. The Tennessee Department of Health confirmed an additional 358 cases of COVID-19, bringing the state's total number to almost 21,000. The department said that 343 deaths have been reported. There have also been 1,600 hospitalizations, and over 13,000 have recovered from the virus. Metro Public Health Department officials confirmed that almost 5,000 total cases of COVID-19 are in Nashville, Davidson County. That's an increase of 153 in the past 24 hours, and an additional death was also reported. In Congress, there has been numerous reports that have come out, mainly concerning retiring U.S. Rep. Phil Rowe from Tennessee's 1st Congressional District. There's been a lot of concern over his stock trading activities in the midst of COVID-19. So some of the, some of the numbers that were of concern revolved around his trades from January to April 2nd. Dr. Phil Rowe had 680 transactions with 314 assets valued between $4 and $18 million. This contrasts with Dr. Phil Rowe's trades in all of 2019, where he had only 846 transactions with 270 assets valued between $4 million and $21 million. In January, Dr. Phil Rowe bought stocks in a lot of companies, including Zoom, Amazon, Wayfair, Slack, Roku, and Spotify. He also bought stock in several companies that are now working on COVID-19 tests or vaccines. Many of these companies had their stocks skyrocket in recent weeks. That includes Gilead Sciences, Viva Systems, and Catalent Pharma. In early March, Dr. Phil Rowe sold stocks in mass in just days before many of them hit their lowest values of the year. Among those sales were Chevron, Delta, Royal Caribbean, and Disney. It's unclear at this point whether he was doing anything illegal, but what is very clear is that he was so active and that the sheer volume of his transactions from this year are more than any other member of Congress, and that's according to a campaign legal analysis. And while we don't have more information on whether he knew exactly what he was doing, if he was making these transactions based on information that he had... But it is cause for concern. This is not the only case. There are a number of people in Congress whose trades and exchanges have have caught the attention of many. Even if it's not overt corruption, it does just appear that these members are using their position to their own advantage financially. And Phil Rose retiring, so maybe he didn't think it was a big deal, or maybe he's just trying to give himself a nice little retirement package. But it's definitely worth looking into, and I think moving forward, we need to come up with a better system, a better way of regulating our members of Congress so they can't abuse their position for financial gain. 
not in the midst of a pandemic that has left millions unemployed and has left so many demanding Congress to take action so that they can continue to pay for the services that they need so that we're not all just left devastated so that the economy can get working again. In the Tennessee General Assembly, there was a bill by Representative Bo Mitchell to delete the Tennessee school's voucher law, but it died in subcommittee yesterday. But what did go through was a bill saying that students can only play school sports with kids whose birth certificates list their same sex, the same sex as theirs. That's a bill that we discussed in the last episode. So if you haven't, go back and you'll, you'll get some more details on that. Uh, the fiscal note on that legislation says that $623 million in federal funding could be in jeopardy if that's passed. And it was pointed out by Natalie Allison that in contrast, a bill to pay for more textbooks failed in failed yesterday as well. So that's that's the priority of this assembly is to pass transphobic laws, but again, not to actually pass any legislation, not to debate anything that would help us deal with the coronavirus pandemic in the state, nothing to actually get the economy back up and working again for people. And it looks like more of the same today. I wanted just to go over some of the bills that will be up in the committee in various committees today. First bill is House Bill 2410. As introduced, it enacts the Disentanglement Act. It states that policies that respect and endorse a secular marriage between a man and a woman must continue to be enforced, and agents of the state must only issue and recognize secular marriage licenses. The estimated fiscal impact of this could jeopardize federal funding to the Division of Ten Care of approximately. $8,220,046,800 in fiscal year 20 to 21 and subsequent years if it's determined that the state is non-compliant with federal law. Some of the assumptions mentioned in the fiscal note say that the legislation will result in marriages of same-sex couples being, being null and void in Tennessee, whether married in Tennessee or in another state. The legislation will also result in same-sex married couples being denied services offered to different sex married couples. So again, the priorities of, of the majority in the Tennessee House are crystal clear. It has nothing to do with helping people, but it has everything to do with, with denying people equal protection under the law, denying people the right to marry who they want to marry. I think this legislation is clearly unconstitutional. And hopefully it dies in committee, but, but just based on the way that the assembly has acted, I'm sure this will be very popular legislation. House Bill 2661 permits a person to carry a handgun in a concealed manner. Permits a person carrying a handgun in a concealed manner to carry in parks, higher education campuses, and areas posted by local governments in the same manner permitted by handgun carry permit holders. So deny, deny same-sex marriage. To people, but increase firearm access to to others. House Bill 1873, that's from Gloria Johnson, and its its Senate companion bill is 1807, that's by Sarah Kyle. It allows a court to issue an emergency protection order upon a finding that a person poses an imminent risk of harm to the person or others if allowed to purchase or possess a firearm. It authorizes a family member, household member, intimate partner, or law enforcement officer to petition for such an order. 
and it would require upon issuance of the emergency protection order that the respondent to dispossess of all firearms within 48 hours and complete an affidavit. And this legislation is popular in other parts of the country. It is seen as a way of getting guns out of the hands of people who are unstable, who might use the weapon to hurt themselves or others. There has been some success with legislation like this. It's been a while, but I believe that there there were some, some statistics that I saw that actually showed a decrease in the number of suicides in, in, in states that had passed laws like this. It's estimated that at least 3,800 of current orders of protection sought would be affected under this proposed legislation. And this would result in an increased workload to law enforcement agencies. But it is estimated as well that most agencies will be able to absorb the additional workload within the existing resources and personnel that they have right now. These are just some of the bills that are up for debate today. There are many others, and I encourage you to listen along, watch along as I do. I will be sure to continue to keep you guys informed so that you all know what the Assembly is doing this session. Hopefully we start to see some legislation to go through that will actually address the crisis we're in right now. But it doesn't seem like the House is very interested in pursuing anything like that. And right now the Senate is debating nothing. I think they're more concerned with the budget, but we need more leadership. We need our representatives to step up and to start taking action to help us not to disenfranchise people and not to limit the rights of people who need it. And definitely not to take away money and freedom from our schools and to deny them the resources that they need during these unprecedented times. That's it for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Continue to check in as we go throughout this legislative session. And if you have any updates or any ideas on things that to talk about, please just reach out and let me know. And again, if you haven't, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TriStarTalk. I'm Jeff Patterson. Thanks for listening.